Welcome to another edition of the Gotta Look Up podcast. I'm your host, Tom Campbell. It's great to be with you today, and thank you for joining. This podcast is about expanding our lives by reducing our non-productive screen time and replacing it with focused time with family, friends, nature, or self-care. Our mission is one of love, faith, hope, health, and peace. And our focus is to help you unplug, reconnect, and rediscover life. Each week, I will discuss topics related to the impact of screen time or ways to replace screen time with family, friends, nature, or self-care. I will also share personal experiences and stories that I hope will resonate, provide perspective, or promote deep thought and reflection on our lives. At times, I will interject historical references, quotations, and some of my own verbal creations that I call Tomisms that I hope you will find thought-provoking and entertaining. Occasionally, I will bring in guests from various walks of life to discuss their experiences, battles, and conquests. It is my hope that by sharing their experiences and unique perspectives on how they faced specific challenges and conquered the odds, that they will provide a positive influence that we can all apply to improve our lives in some way. Thank you again for joining me today. Now, let's look up, look around, and look ahead. Gotta look up. Hello again. Today we're going to talk about something that uh, was a tough situation for me. Has to do with divorce and other issues. Talk about quicksand and how to get out of it. So what is quicksand? Quicksand is a word that struck fear in me as a child. I was first introduced to quicksand while watching the Tarzan television series starring Ron Ely. Quicksand was something to be feared because whenever someone falls into it, they invariably struggle, thrash about, and therefore sink and eventually drown. Everyone that is, except for Tarzan. Because Tarzan had help. He would either call on a chimpanzee to throw him a line of rope or a convenient vine located nearby, or call on an elephant to come over and extend a trunk to pull him out. Or as my dad used to tell me, don't worry, the cameraman is there. As a kid, I was scared to death of quicksand. And of course, as kids, our imaginations ran wild and we would create games where the floor was either lava or quicksand. So obviously we would use the furniture to avoid it and leave shoe prints on various cushions and throw pillows, much to my mom's delight. As an adult, I would come to define quicksand as an emotional struggle whether of my own doing or brought into my life by others. You learn that various forms of quicksand become part of your daily life. A dead-end job can create quicksand. A bad boss can create quicksand. A bad relationship can create quicksand. Financial debt can create quicksand. Lack of purpose can create quicksand. And a divorce almost always creates quicksand. Pardon me. When people come to me for advice on how to deal with divorce, one of the first things I tell them is to make sure that they stay out of the quicksand. It is critically important to recognize all forms of quicksand as soon as possible and stop thrashing about so as not to sink. The best way out of quicksand is to remain calm and be logical and deliberate in your actions. I've been to the abyss. I've been in the quicksand. When you're in the middle of the quicksand, It is only human to want to lash out, seek revenge, win. But when you're in quicksand, the only winning is to get out of it. Again, when I advise people on 
whether they're going through a divorce or some other personal challenge, the first thing I make sure is that they are safe. The second is to tell them to get out of the quicksand. Negativity is quicksand. Focusing on revenge is quicksand. Bad relationships are quicksand. Loneliness is quicksand. Lies and deceit are quicksand. Find a way to get out of it. So how do you get out? I'm gonna tell you what I did. And unlike Tarzan, I did it without a loincloth, a chimpanzee, or an elephant. Sorry for that visual. The best way out of the quicksand is to find trees of joy. What are trees of joy? The things that make you the most happy at a core level. For me, I look back at the happiest time of my life, my childhood, and I put together a list of the things that made me happy and brought me joy. My favorite things, if you will. Don't worry, I won't be singing the famous song from the Sound of Music movie, unless like always, you get a bunch of people together to raise enough money for charity. To get started on a list of trees of joy, you can ask yourself these questions. What do you love? Who do you love? Where do you find happiness? Who are your go-to people? What do you believe spiritually? For me, the answers to these questions were God and Jesus Christ, my family, my friends, sports, animals, creative writing, and being out in nature, whether taking hikes or going to the beach. Just a couple of key points to stress here. While people can certainly be your trees, do not count on other people to be the ones who pull you out of your quicksand. Only you can do that, maybe with their support and help, but you have to pull yourself out. Two, make sure your trees are legal and do not involve drugs or other substances or behaviors that can get you into far worse and far deeper quicksand. Trees of joy are more focused on present tense. You use them to get out of the quicksand right now. While we may identify our trees of joys from our past, they are used in the present to pull us out of the quicksand. Once you've successfully used your trees of joy to get out of the quicksand, you can then look toward the future by finding anchors of hope that give you a renewed and powerful purpose and allow you to go back into the quicksand as often as needed and know that you can easily pull yourself back out. What are anchors of hope? Let's first focus on what an anchor is and its purpose. An anchor is a symbol of hope. Anchors are used by ships to keep them from drifting off in the current. According to symbolsarchive.com, the anchor is both a secular and Christian symbol of hope. The anchor symbolizes moving forward from a place or a certain period in life by embarking on a new journey the way a ship sets sail when its anchor is lifted from the water. This symbol represents brave decisions and new adventures or voyages, things we hope for and look forward to. As a Christian symbol, the anchor does not only represent hope, but strength as well, because an anchor holds a ship in place as it braves a storm. And since it also resembles the cross, the anchor was used to mark houses as safe for early Christians looking for a place of refuge, becoming a Christian symbol of safety and security. An anchor of hope can be anything in our life that grounds us in self-confidence, happiness, or security. Our anchors of hope give us the proper perspective when dealing with temporary negativity in our lives. The anchors can also allow us to venture back into the quicksand when needed and be able to pull ourselves out by the rope when we are done. Anchors of hope are a key to a better, happier future. They are goals, objectives, and dreams. 
once you're out of the quicksand, you can then focus your attention and energy toward improving your life. Some of my anchors of hope are God and spirituality, family and children, nature, friends, purpose, exercise and physical health, mental health, better career path, better relationships, self-care, truth, personal growth, financial health, and travel. These are my anchors of hope. Anchors of hope represent positive change for your life, health, and spirit. They give you the confidence to go back into the quicksand at any time and help get others out as well. After my divorce, I had to first get myself out of the quicksand. Then I was able to go back into the quicksand to help my son get out. And then together, he and I went back in to help our, my daughter and his sister get out of the quicksand as well. Some quotes to share on trees, joy, and hope. Trees. This is from an ancient Chinese proverb. The best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is today. From Bob Ross, the painter, there's nothing wrong with having a tree as a friend. From the poet Khalil Gibran, trees are poems that the earth writes upon the sky. And this is from an unknown source somewhere. There is a tree that sprouted the same day you were born and has been growing along with you. Now to the topic of joy. Sometimes you have to let go of the picture of what you thought it would be like and learn to find joy in the story you're actually living. That's from Rachel Marie Martin. <clears throat> Pardon me. Joy is the simplest form of gratitude from Karl Barth, who was a the theologian. And this is from, and I can never get this guy's name right. Thich Nhat Hanh, I believe is how you pronounce it. Or Thich Nhat Hanh. Sometimes your joy is a source of your smile, but sometimes your smile can be the source of your joy. And then to hope, from Hebrews 6.19, hope is an anchor for the soul. From Abraham Lincoln, let us confidently hope that all will yet be well. From Christopher Reeve, the actor, once you choose hope, anything is possible. From Bishop Desmond Tutu, Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. From Fyodor Dostoevsky, to live without hope is to cease to live. And again from Thich Nhat Hanh, hope is important because it can make the present moment less difficult to bear. If we believe that tomorrow will be better, we can bear a hardship today. And then from Jane Goodall, I like to envision the whole world as a jigsaw puzzle. If you look at the whole picture, it is overwhelming and terrifying, but if you work on your little part and know that people all over the world are working on their little bits, that's what gives you hope. Quick side note, I actually met Jane Goodall in person as part of uh, one of my trees of joy, actually. So getting involved with animal causes, I got in touch with Wildlife Conservation Network in San Francisco. They support a group called Save the Elephants, and I'll talk more about that as we go and other trees of joy, including where an elephant actually was part of it. So here's Jane Goodall. I knew she was gonna be there. Um, I had a couple of friends that really admired her. So I bought bo her books for them and also for my daughter because I want did my daughter to look up to her as well. Um, so there's Jane Goodall, little person, you know, maybe about to hear on me, um, sitting there in this chair with just a presence about her um, and had this aura about her. And I'm in the back of the line and somebody came and said, yeah, she's only going to sign one. I said, well, I got three. Is there any way I can, you know, do it at the end if 
you know, I'm not holding anybody up. And he's like, well, I don't know what we got to talk. It turns out his family's from Denmark. My family, my mom's dad's from Denmark. So we got to talking about that. He's like, ah, you can get three things signed. So I get up to the front where Jane Goodall is. And here's again, remember this patient, wonderful woman who has dealt with um, primates basically, and has this patience of dealing with them on a certain level. I get up to the front and I thank her for signing three books and told her why I was getting three signed and mentioned that my daughter was into cheetahs and causes for cheetahs. And she goes, oh, you must have her join our, our organization then. I said, well, she does cheetah stuff, not chimpanzees. Mid uh, signature, she stops, looks up at me and says, we do far more than just chimpanzees. So basically, this woman who was very patient with primates lost her patience with me because of my dumb comment. Anyway, that's my Jane Goodall story. It was a pleasure to meet her uh, and an honor. I actually met her after that as well in a second event. She's just a wonderful lady. Um, Tomisms to share with you. And again, I'm on this kick of loneliness around the holidays. Death is not the opposite of life. Loneliness is. And here's another for you. A hand is always stronger when it holds another. Arms are always stronger when they embrace. Shoulders are always stronger when they carry a child. A mind is always stronger when it thinks of others. And a heart is always stronger when it loves unconditionally. To close today's podcast, it's important to remember joy and hope and how important they are in somebody's life. Without these things, life can be sad or miserable. So we need to help people find their joy, find their hope. Please remember that the upcoming holiday season is a difficult time for people dealing with the quicksand of loneliness. Check on loved ones during this time. They may claim to be okay by putting on a strong face, but many are really dealing with loneliness. Look up, find your trees of joy, build your anchors of hope, keep yourself and others out of the quicksand. Gotta look up. Thank you for joining us today on the Gotta Look Up podcast. Your support means everything to us. If our message today resonated with you, please share it with family and friends who would also be interested or might benefit from hearing this message. Also, please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast and our YouTube channel. As always, please drop us a line if you have comments to share or would like to suggest a future topic for discussion. If you're interested in collaborating or partnering with Gotta Look Up, Please contact us with your name, your organization, and contact information so we can get in touch. Now, get off your screens, get outside, and make someone smile today. You gotta look up.